Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Friday, December the 22nd. And welcome to our commentary. This is going to be our last commentary before Christmas. Of course, uh, Christmas being Monday. So we're going to disconnect uh, a little bit. And uh, I want to take this opportunity to thank all of you for your support in 2023, for the clicks, for the watches. I mean, the numbers of times you watch the video, that is. And for, you know, everything that uh, your comments over at the American Thinker post, everything that you've done, you've done in 2023 to support me. I just want to thank you and uh, tell you that uh, it's going to get better in 2024 because we have some ideas that I'll share with you after the holidays to make it easier to to watch the program and certainly to extend it so that more people can watch it. So we'll uh, We'll bring you up to date on that uh, later after the first of the year. But thank you again. Thank you so much for your clicks and your support. And whether you listen to the audio or you watch the video, thank you very much for being there and uh, making my day. Every time I see people watching it or listening to it, it certainly makes my day. But let me begin with a post that I have at the American Thinker today, Friday. You can read that post over at AmericanThinker.com, or you can also read it uh, on my blog. I repost it uh, on my blog. And then, of course, on Twitter, it also gets added to the Twitter collection as well. But it it is a post about the state of New York. If you have been paying attention to the news, the state of New York is losing people. I mean, losing lots of people. And mostly from from New York, they moved to Florida or to the coastline, one of those red states on the coastline. But the problem with the people that New York is losing, very similar situation to California, is that the people that they are losing are the taxpayers, the business owners, the producers, the kinds of people you don't want to lose, exactly the kinds of people who pay taxes Uh, buy properties, invest, and so on. And those are the people that they're losing. Now, why are they losing people? Well, New York, uh, frankly, the quality of life has gone downhill. Also, the crime, the the situation uh, in the streets is not uh, as good as it should be. The police is not being supported like it should be. A lot of irresponsible people, frankly, running uh, the governor or the government uh, of New York. So, yes, people are leaving and they'll continue to leave just like they're doing in California and in New York. And there's a story that uh, I'm not talking about that in my post, but there's another story that I saw that the three states that are losing the most uh, people are New York, Illinois and uh, California. Now, another consequence of losing people is that if you keep losing people, you're going to lose congressional representation because the what we do is we take these 435 districts and we divide them uh, in the 50 states. And just like Texas picked up, I think, two extra seats in the 2020 census, we're going to pick up at least a couple more. Florida is going to pick up at least a couple more. And where are these seats going to come from? Or where are these districts going to come from? Or these uh, these districts? Yeah, where are they going to come from? They're going to come from New York, Illinois and California. So if you live in one of those states and you want to see your state continuing to deteriorate and drive away the people who produce, 
and pay taxes, well, I guess, you know, you can continue voting for the same people who've been running your state. But if you are interested in change, well, maybe you want to reconsider who you're voting for, because it is really a a disgrace. And what bothers me more than anything else is that the people running the state, they know what's going on. I mean, they know what's going on, but yet they continue to mismanage and run the state the way they are. It is really unforgivable, frankly, when you think about it. It's just totally, completely unforgivable. But they keep on doing it, I guess, because they continue to be reelected. And if you keep reelecting the same people, well, you're going to get the same policies uh, killing the state. So what a what a sad situation. I mean, New York, to see the, the state of New York and New York City decline in this fashion, and it doesn't have to be that way, but the governors and the leaders of these communities apparently don't care. They don't seem to care. And the voters just go right along with them, which is kind of kind of tragic. Well, it's been a very good month of December for a couple of Japanese baseball players. A fellow by the name of Otani, who just signed, I guess, last week, a contract uh, with the Dodgers for $750 million. Now, he did it in a deferred way, so he's not going to get it all at once. But still, that's a, that's a lot of money. And just last night, Friday night, we learned that the other Japanese superstar, uh, a fellow by the name of Yamamoto, by the way, I love that name, Yamamoto. I mean, that's just a a great name. I mean, Yamamoto, it sounds like an automobile manufacturing company or motorcycle uh, manufacturing company. But anyway, Mr. Yamamoto uh, has also signed the contract for about $300 million. So the Dodgers, the L.A. Dodgers, have committed to these two incredibly talented Japanese players um, over a billion dollars. Now, the reality is that the Dodgers are going to get all their money back because what these two guys are going to do, just in terms of merchandise, uh, is going to be phenomenal. I mean, can you imagine the Dodgers are going to become the team of Japan? They're almost like a a Japanese national team. So they're going to be getting tremendous numbers on television in Japan, tremendous following. And, you know, the Dodgers are going to get back all the money. They're not going to lose any money on these two. Now, the only downside that I see to this is what happens if they don't win? Now, the Dodgers have here in the last couple of years been close, but they have not won. And in fact, they have not won a World Series since 2020 when we had that special COVID year where they didn't play the same number of games and so on. It's sort of one of those asterisk kind of season, but they won. They won the World Series. But last year, they were a major disappointment. They were eliminated in the first round by the Arizona D-backs. That was a major uh, disappointment. So the expectations with these two Japanese players are very high. And when I say very high, I mean like winning the World Series doesn't get any higher any higher than that. Now, I don't have any problem with Otani. Otani is a proven major league player. He's been around for a few years. In fact, he's been the American League MVP for the last two seasons. But Yamamoto has never pitched in the major leagues. Now, that doesn't mean he's not good, but he hasn't pitched in the major leagues. He's been basically a Japanese baseball pitcher. And if you know anything about the two leagues, Obviously, the major leagues are superior. Japan has a very good league, but it's not the major leagues. So I'm hoping that Yamamoto understands that because hitters in the major leagues are better. 
they're stronger. And I don't know how he's going to stand up to some of these pitchers. Now, the expectations that he's going to be very successful are very high, and I hope he is successful. I mean, I wish him nothing but the best. But I remember a few years ago that the Rangers signed a fellow named Yu Darvish, who was like the number one player out of Japan. And they paid a lot of money for him. And he really didn't pan out. You know, he was okay. He pitched uh, uh, a couple of seasons. He was okay. But he never really panned out, never really got to the expectations that people were expecting of him. So I just hope these two guys, especially Yamamoto, lives up to expectations because we've never seen him play or pitch in the majors. Again, Otani has been, you know, one of the best players in the major leagues for the last uh, few years. So we wish these guys well. We wish these guys well, but there's no question that it's a great testament to Japanese baseball that these two guys are signing big contracts, and we just hope they do well. We just hope they do well, and maybe the Dodgers will play the Texas Rangers in the next World Series. Now, that would be fun. That would be that would be a lot of fun. Well, on this day in history, we always like to bring something up. Well, on this day in history, 1808, so that would make it, uh, what, 215 years ago, fellow by the name of Beethoven had his uh, one of his symphonies, uh, I guess, uh, debuted in the city of Vienna, the Beethoven Fifth. You know, that's the ta-ta-ta-ta, that one. That one uh, debuted on this day in 1808, and that's one of the greatest classical pieces ever. Very popular. In fact, there have been all kinds of, uh, of recordings of that, including some... Uh, uh, some like, you know, dancing versions of that. You remember that that big hit a few years ago by Walter Murphy, uh, Beethoven uh, Fifth or Fifth of Beethoven or something like that. That was a big hit. In fact, it was featured in the Saturday Night Fever movie. But the Beethoven Symphony itself is one of the greatest classical pieces. I love it. I think everybody else does too. And it was heard for the first time in public on this day in 1808. I guess that's how they did it back then. You know, they didn't have recordings, obviously. So, you know, they would play it for the first time in front of an audience. And and I guess in this case, the audience liked it, liked it a great lot, liked it a great, liked it a lot. I should say, forgive me for twisting my uh, my words there. Well, again, thank you so much for your support. Thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas and uh, we will talk to you. We will see you after the 25th. Bye bye, everybody.